Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful Adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. your host Ryan Gable and you are listening to the secret teachings radio broadcasting around the world tonight this morning in the afternoon wherever and whenever you might be listening to the broadcast airing right here exclusively Monday through Friday on the fringe FM you can download the fringe FM app for free to take the network with you And you can subscribe to the Secret Teachings Archive to take the Secret Teachings with you. We have monthly, weekly, and yearly subscriptions that will get you access to the full show archive, the montages, and digital copies of my books. All of that on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can also find the books individually there, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. And although Occult Arcana has been the top-selling book for a while, The Technological Elixir, I think because I've been promoting it more, has sold, uh, I think, more copies this last month than Occult Arcana. Of course, The Technological Elixir is filled with everything from artificial intelligence and philosophy on science and technology to UFO cults and the music industry. kind of fills in the gap between everything in our popular culture and uh, the potentiality for what transhumanism will lead the human race to look like and act like if there even will be a human race within the next 10 to 15 years. So I look at and discuss all of that in the book, but I've also gone back and I've added a whole chapter, 60 pages, on the current state of affairs the last year relating to both science, history, and general arguments on philosophy and liberty mixed with biblical prophecy. It's a whole chapter about the recent so-called pandemic. And I'll always say so-called pandemic because I've still yet to find credible, hard evidence that there is a pandemic. Now, I know that doctors and nurses say, well, I've worked with patients, so how can you say there's not a pandemic? Well, maybe pandemic's not the right word. There is certainly a pandemic. There's one of fear and anxiety. It's a contagion that spreads. People are terrified. But some people, politics aside, aren't really afraid anymore. They might be anxious, but they're not really afraid. People I've talked to just sort of are over it. And they're more upset and angry than they are, uh, you know, fearful. Now, maybe they're upset and angry because 
people like you and people like me question whether or not there even is a pandemic. Maybe they're upset because people like myself or people like you might choose not to tell them when asked publicly or even in private about our medical information. Since when did it become acceptable to ask somebody what their personal private medical information is? Now, if you ask your friend and they say, no, that's protected by HIPAA, well, that's not protected by HIPAA. That's not what HIPAA is. But people have been using that line to, uh, I guess, to to make themselves feel better about having some kind of, uh, you know, legal uh, protection uh, against private information being shared in a private conversation. That's not how HIPAA works. However, you've seen this in the news recently. Uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, football player was asked about his vaccine status, and he said, uh, HIPAA, um, I don't think HIPAA applies in that case either uh, in terms of an athlete being asked what their information is uh, in a in a news setting. Uh, it might be a little unethical, it might be a little immoral, but it's not illegal to do that. Uh, I think it's unethical, and I think it's immoral, and I don't think that people should be asking anybody about their vaccine status or about their their health status. And, and see, it's all based on this idea that you have a right to know what my medical information is because I could make you sick. And it's supposed to make us feel that we are more selfless for telling people what our medical history is, what we, what we might have had in the past as a condition or if we've had medical treatments for something. You know, first of all, although that is the current argument being used, how many people actually have used that argument in the past? It's a new argument that's been crafted by media and uh, through university talking points like Yale University to make people feel bad and to make people feel like you're selfish if you choose to read medical literature and if you choose to, even in some cases, talk to your doctor who might advise you not to get an experimental vaccine. You'll still be discriminated against by some. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what the the medical literature says. It doesn't matter what the science says. Apparently, it just matters what Fauci says because Fauci is the science, right? So I don't know if there's a pandemic per se in the way that we've been told, but I, I know that there certainly is a pandemic. It's just not caused by what we think it's caused by. It's caused by uh, high increases uh, that I believe in the United States are continuing to increase, high increases and consistent uh, usage of uh, sugar and salt and fat in the foods that we consume, processed foods, fast foods, and even foods we make at home. High increases uh, in the United States and around the world and more Western nations, uh, but high levels of salt, fat, and sugar that make us very sick. Millions of people die a year from not eating enough fruit. Millions of people die a year from too much salt intake, hypertension, cardiovascular disease. Millions, literally millions of people die every single year because they have a salt shaker on their table. Because they eat too many processed foods. Because they choose not to take a walk 20 minutes a week. This is 
in the medical literature. This is the Centers for Disease Control. This is uh, mainline medicine will tell you this. Politics aside, mainline medicine tells you this. So why aren't you concerned? Why aren't we collectively concerned with the millions who die every year from eating too much salt, fat, and sugar, among other things? Why are we concerned about the millions of people that die from that? More people will die today of heart disease that's preventable than of any coronavirus, than of any cold or flu virus. Plus, you have to factor in all of the other degenerative diseases, all of the other preventable diseases. You're looking at thousands of people that die every day by their own hand in a slow form of unknowing suicide. And some people know what they're doing to themselves. Now, see, I know for sure that there are some of you listening who don't want to hear this because when you hear that the salt, the sugar, and the fat, among other things, can make you really, really sick, you have to take responsibility. We have to take responsibility collectively. I have to take responsibility for that. And I do that in my own life. And good for you if you've done that in your own life. Not to the point of obsession, but regulation. We have to take responsibility. That's a word that has been done away with. There's no more responsibility. Now, we want other people to tell us what their medical information is. We want other people to help protect us because we're immunocompromised or because... um, You know, maybe you're a little bit younger. You're a teenager. We have a lot of teenagers that listen to this show. They could make you sick if they don't get a vaccine. This is all I've been seeing in the news recently, and we haven't done a show like this for a couple of weeks. This was an article I read on the 26th of July. Listen to this. Vaccine hesitancy amid Delta variant is putting two groups of people at particular risk, according to doctors. Those two groups of people, children under 12 and people that are immunocompromised. I know of a woman who is immunocompromised because she took cancer treatments that obliterated her body and what we call the immune system. might not be exactly what we think it is, but we what we call the immune system. Uh, this woman smokes. Still, she smokes. She drinks various forms of energy soda-like drinks and eats candy. It is not my responsibility to take care of this woman. No civilized, socially developed person would think you're a bad person, Ryan, for not wanting to take experimental gene therapy shots to perceptually protect in a form of medical theater, a woman who smokes cigarettes, eats candy and drinks carbonated sugary beverages. No, I'm actually being very selfless by taking care of myself and by eliminating the strain on the already strained and branking medical system that spends hundreds of billions into the trillions of dollars. Year after year after year on preventable disease caused by smoking and drinking sugary drinks and eating too much salt and eating too much fat and not exercising, etc., 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 I'm being very selfless. That's not why I do it, but I'm being very selfless. Selfishness is smoking cigarettes and 
drinking excessively alcohol and sugar and eating excessive amounts of fat and salt and processed foods. That is selfish. And the data is right in front of our faces. 1,600 people die on average a day in the United States from heart disease. That's totally preventable and perhaps worse, reversible. Diabetes is reversible in a couple of weeks. It's not just the sugar, it's also the fat. So if all of this is well documented, anyone listening, you, you guys can go find this. It's, it's literally just, it's as mainline, mainstream as you can get. From the, the Centers for Disease Control to your standard doctor. Virtually everybody in the medical field knows this. But we're so afraid of viruses, we don't think to look at this other information to see what this means. Here's some of the other headlines. Man who nearly died from COVID and now struggles to breathe says he, quote, deserves punishment for not bothering to get vaccinated. Here's another one. USA Today. The last one was Business Insider. USA Today. I'm sorry, but it's too late. Unvaccinated patients beg for shot. New infections nearly triple. I'm sorry, but it's too late. Here's another one. This is the New York Post, BBC, and some others that had this article. Los Angeles man who mocked COVID-19 vaccines dies a virus. I thought, did he die of the virus? Says a California man who mocked COVID-19 vaccines on social media has died after a month-long battle with the virus. Stephen Harmon, a member of the Hillsong Megachurch, had been a vocal opponent of vaccines, making a series of jokes about not having the vaccine. He said, got 99 problems, but a vaccine ain't one. 34-year-old man tweeted this to his 7,000 followers in June. Then, the article tells the truth. He was treated not only for COVID-19 in a hospital outside of Los Angeles where he died. He was treated for, drumroll please, pneumonia. So the man had pneumonia, which is something that you know thousands of people uh, are treated for every day. Pneumonia is considered an infection that inflames the air sacs in one or both of the lungs, and they, they might fill with liquid or pus or something to that effect. And, you know, you might have known someone who has pneumonia. This man has pneumonia. He goes to the hospital. They say he's got COVID-19. He died of COVID-19. No, he died of pneumonia. He died of pneumonia. That's what he died from. But this is how you alter reality. This is how you create a alternate reality and plug people into it. All these stories, I'm sorry, sir, but it's too late. You should have gotten the vaccine. There's nothing we can do. We tried our best as medical professionals. Another man who died of COVID or nearly died of COVID struggles to breathe, says he deserves punishment. Are there people like this who are in the hospital and they they just don't believe the narrative or whatever they're told and then suddenly one day they're like, I deserve to be punished for not getting the vaccine. And maybe there are people that think that. But I want to tell you tonight something that you're probably not going to hear elsewhere. Well, then again, you know, that's not really true. You'll hear it all over mainstream media, you know, every mainstream news source. You'll hear about the Delta variant. The only problem is every time the mainstream media reports on the Delta variant, they use words like estimated, might, probably. These are words that we've talked about before on the show. They're implicating words. 
They are not proof of anything, and they are not scientific validation of anything. They are implications to get you to think something that other people want you to think. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I want you to think for yourself. And I'm going to help provide you with the information to do that right after this break. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny. We are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. 
If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. I want to give you an example of how affiliations work and create through implication a reality that's not necessarily accurate. If I go to Walmart and I buy something at Walmart and somebody sees me at Walmart, Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and you know that I don't really like big corporations, but I'll admit it, I've gone to Walmart a few times in the last year, not really proud of it. But in context with how many times I would normally be going to Walmart or Target or any other big box store, it's very limited. And uh, sometimes that's the only place to get something, so it's unfortunate. Now, I could order something offline, but that's not really the point. The point is I go to Walmart, and there's somebody who really doesn't like me. They know who I am. They take a picture of me at Walmart. Now, I might have gone to Walmart to buy food. I might not have gone to Walmart to buy some kind of slave-manufactured product from China. I might have gone to Walmart to buy food. But nonetheless, somebody takes a picture of me, and they post it online, and they say, look at this, Ryan Gable, who doesn't like most corporations. He's at Walmart. And you could tag it, Ryan Gable, affiliated with Walmart. And depending on how you tagged it, it would sound like, well, Ryan Gable has an affiliate with Pro One Water Filters, and he has an affiliate with US Plus Health, and... But he's a hypocrite. He's at Walmart. He's affiliated with Walmart. Walmart's sponsoring the show now. That's how powerful words are. That's how powerful images are. doesn't really matter what the story is, what the background is, or what the association is. The word affiliated could be incriminating. The implications that are made through words can be incriminating. They can put things on trial that should not be put on trial, and they can execute things that should not be on death row. Let me give you some examples of this. Here's a news story from the 22nd of July. Delta variant now accounts for about 58% of COVID-19 cases in the United States, according to the Centers for Disease Control. I found a lot of inconsistencies in this data. and I want to show, I want to show you, I want to share it with you tonight, and I want you to look this up for yourself so you can see that I'm not making it up. Here's the article. A highly contagious variant of the novel coronavirus that was initially identified in India now accounts for about 58% of all COVID-19 cases in the United States. Delta, or B16172, was estimated to be responsible for 57.6% of newly confirmed cases nationwide from June 20th through July 3rd. The proportion was estimated at just 31.1% for the two weeks prior. Now, let's look at this word here, estimated. That's an important word. The proportion was estimated at just 31.1% for the two weeks prior. 
Now they're estimating it to be about 58%, or 57.6% roughly. The article says, in late May, the Delta variant was estimated, there it is again, estimated to account for approximately 3% of new cases in the United States, according to the Centers for Disease Control. Then, words like this from the WHO director, General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, the Delta variant is ripping around the world at a scorching pace, driving a new spike in cases and death. Spike. Ripping. Scorching. These are words that are used to imply that it's far worse than we think. The article goes on to say deaths are also on the rise again after 10 weeks of decline, according to Tedros, who noted that the WHO has received reports from all regions of the world about hospitals reaching capacity. There's another detail there. Reports. Well, what kind of reports? Where are the reports from? They're reaching capacity for what? Well, they imply that it's COVID-19. They could be reaching capacity for other things. What hospitals? Small hospitals? Large hospitals? I mean, if I go to Mount Sinai in New York City, that's a much larger hospital than some tiny little hospital out here in the countryside where I live. Reports of hospitals being flooded. Well, there's a hospital downtown Rochester. There's a very sm- there's Strong Hospital, and then there's Highland Hospital, uh, where my son was born, and then there's a really tiny hospital. I don't know the name of it, but it's a really tiny hospital. It's off of, uh, I think it's off of Clinton or South Ave, uh, downtown Rochester. And there's a little tiny hospital that they had this big white tent set up last year. And uh, at the height of the so-called pandemic, there was there was nobody outside in the line. It was just like a quarantine, little quarantine uh, 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 security thing that you had to go through to get into the hospital. What reports? The article continues, the Delta variant has shown to be particularly dangerous to those who are unvaccinated or partially vaccinated against COVID-19, and preliminary data indicates it may increase the risk of hospitalization. Now, this was interesting to me. Preliminary data indicates it may increase the risk of hospitalization. So it may increase the risk of hospitalization. Let's keep that in mind, because I have an article from the Washington Post. This article is dated two days after the previous article. The previous article, July 14th, 2021, ABC News. Delta variant now accounts for about 58% of COVID-19 cases in the United States, according to the CDC. Two days later, July 16th, 2021, Washington Post. Delta variant takes hold in the United States as coronavirus cases rise nearly 70%. Here's what the article says. It says health officials repeatedly stress the outsized toll COVID-19, the illness caused by the coronavirus, is taking on unvaccinated people and communities. More than 97% of hospitalizations are among those who are unvaccinated. So, okay, I guess in two days they, they, they put together the data. Because an ABC, an ABC News article from the 14th of July says preliminary data indicates it may increase the risk of hospitalization. Two days later, the Washington Post says... 97% of hospitalizations are among those who are unvaccinated. So how do you have preliminary data that indicates that something may do something else, and then the next two days you find absolute proof of it? This is just a, a manipulation of data. It's, it's a use of words in a magical way to convince you of something that's not necessarily true. You wouldn't have to go through all of these hoops if you just had credible information, if you could just show us the study where SARS-CoV-2 
without poisoning the tissue with chemicals and without finding indirect associations caused what they call COVID-19. If you could prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt, then show us the actual data. But that's never been done. They have not shown us that data from the very beginning until right now. That data has never been shown publicly. If you were Jen Psaki or Joe Biden or Dr. Fauci or anyone with a medical degree who buys the official narrative, should you not be able to find the actual origin documents, the articles where SARS-CoV-2 was proven to cause COVID-19? This has not been done. Why? Well, they either don't have it, or when you look at the data that does exist, it's not so definitive. Hence the reason they have to use words like preliminary data indicates it may increase the risk of hospitalization. It may increase the risk. But then two days later, 97% of hospitalizations are among those who are unvaccinated. So did the ABC News article just, you know, did they, they, they didn't have the data? And they just looked at some basic uh, original data and the Washington Post had more data? Or is the Washington Post just jumping to conclusions and saying 97% of hospitalizations are among those who are unvaccinated? Yeah, but you can also look at data like this. 97% of hospitalizations of those who are unvaccinated, uh, you could separate that from the percentage of people who have been vaccinated and are in the hospital. And they're implying it must be 3% or less than 3% are in the hospital and are vaccinated. Well, that can't be the case because whether it's the Chicago Tribune, an article that you could look up, 500-plus people who had both vaccines end up in the hospital. They were fully vaccinated. It's more than 3%. More than, way more than 3%. But none of that data has ever been brought to the public light, at least in the sense that all the people that are telling us about vaccines and social distancing and mask mandates, none of them have ever shown us this data, have brought the article to the public's attention and said, here it is. Here, this is what is causing people to be sick. Absolute proof, indisputable. You know what would happen then? Conspiracy theories would, well, I guess they'd still persist, but a lot of them would go away. Since Dr. Fauci won't do it, I'll do it. The New England Journal of Medicine, January 24th, 2020. A novel coronavirus from patients with pneumonia in China from 2019. Here's what the journal says. Since the sequence identity is conserved, replicase domains is less than 90% between 2019 NCOV and other members of beta coronavirus, the 2019 NCOV, the likely causative agent of the viral pneumonia in Wuhan, is a novel beta coronavirus belonging to the Sarbacovirus subgenus of Corona Verde family. If you missed any of that, it's written very technically, it says that SARS-CoV-2 or 2019 NCOV is the, quote, likely causative agent. 
likely causative agent. This was January 24th, 2020. They did not prove anything except that it was a likely causative agent. They never proved that anything, they identified as SARS-CoV-2, 2019 NCOV, that this was the cause of what they called viral pneumonia. That is the novel coronavirus from patients with pneumonia in China, 2019, New England Journal of Medicine, January 24th, 2020. See how easy that was, Dr. Fauci? Dr. Fauci could just bring this data and, and show us, but they won't do that because they never found proof that SARS-CoV-2 caused what they called COVID-19. Here's another study. Identification of coronavirus isolated from a patient in Korea with COVID-19. The Osong Public Health and Research Perspectives published by the National Institute of Health. You'd think if the NIH published this, Fauci would have a copy of it. February 19th, 2020. Following reports of patients with unexplained pneumonia at the end of December 2019 in Wuhan, China, the causative agent was identified as coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, and the 2019 novel coronavirus disease was named COVID-19 by the World Health Organization. So the NIH, the Osong Public Health and Research Perspectives publication uh, from Korea, and the World Health Organization, all of them, they, they know this. The NIH, the World Health Organization, they, they know that it was a, quote, causative agent. Causative agent. They, they, they weren't able to identify it. They said causative agent. The same terminology used a few days prior in the New England Journal of Medicine, where they said it was a causative agent. A causative agent. They say it causes the disease. But they can't for sure say that. It's likely it's a causative agent. The causative agent was identified, but they're not really sure. Following the first outbreaks of unexplained pneumonia in Wuhan, China in late 2019, a new coronavirus was identified as the causative agent in January 2020. They say, and this is February 19th, 2020, the same thing they said in January of 2020, that the causative agent was likely it was only identified, it was never proven to cause the disease. The implication is, since it was a, an identification, that it did cause the disease, but they never were able to prove that. Here's another one. January 23rd, 2020. Discovery of novel coronavirus associated with the recent pneumonia outbreak in humans and its potential bat origin, bio-RXIV. The study provides the first detailed report on NCOV 2019, the likely etiology agent responsible for ongoing acute respiratory syndrome epidemic in Wuhan, central China, likely. Viral specific nucleotide positive and viral protein seroconversion observed in all patients tested provides evidence of an association between the disease and the presence of the virus. However, there are still many urgent questions to be answered. That was in January of 2020. Evidence of an association between the disease and the presence of this virus. This is also January 2020. The detection of 2019 novel coronavirus by real-time RT-PCR, Eurosurveillance. In the presence, a present case of 2019 NCOV, virus isolates or samples from infected patients have so far not become available. Not become available. And if you go further, the Centers for Disease Control, based on PCR testing in December of 2020, Published on the FDA website, December 
of 2020. This really wasn't that long ago. Since no quantified virus isolates of the 2019 NCOV were available for CDC use at the time the test was developed and this study conducted, assays designed for detection of the 2019 NCOV RNA were tested with characterized stocks of in vitro transcribed full-length RNA. No quantified virus isolates. That's December of 2020, and it just goes on and on and on. So I've shown you the data. There's just a couple pieces of data. And now the Centers for Disease Control... After we've we've played the clip of uh, Carrie Mollis, the inventor of the PCR test, stating that PCR does not show you that you are sick. It simply amplifies a particle in the body, and it does not tell you if that particle makes you sick. And we learned in places here like New York, the state, the amplification of these tests to see the material that was being isolated in the body to determine sickness was being done at over 45 cycles on average when you should be running these tests for them to have any validity whatsoever under 35 cycles. They were amplifying the tests to find more evidence. Therefore, according to the New York Times article that came out last year, I think it was like the middle of last year, uh, the New York Times article said that as a result of this, up to 80% of cases and I'm doing this by memory, so correct me if I'm wrong, but up to 80% of cases were actually false. They were not positive. So what does that tell you? That tells you that the test from the beginning, because it was over-amplified, created millions around the world of false positives. Therefore, when you remove those false positives, what happens? Well, the cause that we are told of these diseases is not even a matter of debate because there's no disease. Because what they've amplified in the body not only has not been proven to cause disease, but it's been over-amplified to prove something that, well, isn't there. So that means that all the people who tested positive, only a small fraction of them might have even been sick to begin with. And the people that might have been sick, most of them weren't actually sick. And otherwise, people who are sick, they're just classified as COVID-19, which is why there have been virtually no cases of the flu in the United States. And furthermore, there have actually been zero cases of the flu. In the United Kingdom. How is that possible? Well, they said, oh, don't worry. It's from wearing masks. Well, masks can prevent the flu, but they can't prevent you from getting SARS-CoV-2. Is, is that how it works? The New York Times article from August 2020, your coronavirus test is positive. Maybe it shouldn't be. It describes how using PCR tests lead to more false positives than true positives. The article explains how PCR tests simply, quote, may include a rough estimate of any virus load in the body. They do not tell you if you are sick. Here, so you believe it, if you've never heard this before, is Carrie Mollis, inventor of the test, saying that they don't work to identify illness. 
If they could find this virus in you at all, and with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. Those tests are all based on things that are invisible and they are the results are inferred in a sense. PCR is separate from that. It's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something. Yeah, the results are inferred. You know, you have what we call contagious particles, viruses, bacteria on your skin all the time at any given time. They don't cause you to fall ill. You know, this is all based on germ theory. And this is something that has come to the public's attention greatly as a result of this so-called pandemic. But despite the fact that last year in August, even the New York Times admitted that a lot of the PCR tests were just turning up false positives, uh, up to 80% in some places of false positives, now the Centers for Disease Control says that there are going to be changes to the CDC RT-PCR testing for SARS-CoV-2. After December 31, 2021, the CDC will withdraw the request to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for emergency use authorization of the CDC 2019 novel coronavirus real-time PT, uh, RT, excuse me, PCR diagnostic panel, the assay first introduced in February 2020 for detection of SARS-CoV-2 only, although it picks up anything and everything in the body, especially when you amplify the test. The CDC is providing this advance notice for clinical laboratories to have adequate time to select and implement one of the many FDA-authorized alternatives. So all the PCR tests that were conducted, not only last August did the New York Times acknowledge virtually 80% in most parts of New York were false positives, driving the number of cases down to essentially zero. But now the CDC is saying, and this is directly from the CDC website, lab alert, don't use the PCR test anymore. Now, on the surface, this sounds like a good thing. It should make people question, what about all those other PCR tests that were conducted, the millions of tests that were conducted over the last year that, that ruin people's lives, that, that are preventing people from participating in the, in the Olympics right now? Because they tested positive for COVID. I'm not sure if every test was a PCR test, but I do know the PCR test was the test that was administered around the world. And people made a lot of money off those tests. And now those tests are, well, that they're not as accurate. They're not really that, that useful. So let's switch to something else. Nobody is acknowledging the man behind the curtain who peeked out from behind the curtain and said the test is basically useless, it's worthless. What about all the people that tested positive, that lost their jobs, that might have lost their homes, that lost their businesses, they can't compete in the Olympics, whatever? Is, is there no justice? There's just, we're going to move on to something else. What this means is they're going to move on to a test that's even more malleable, that's even more manipulatable. That's what the CDC is saying now. That's what they're doing. That's what's happening. No more PCR tests. Now you get other tests. Tests that will make it easier to identify if you have the virus. I wouldn't be surprised with the so-called flu season and the fall and the winter 
And after the Centers for Disease Control implements this new policy, you're going to see cases of whatever, Delta, Gamma, whatever, are going to explode early next year. Because if this is what they're telling you now, they're preparing to not use the PCR test to switch to an FDA-authorized alternative, you're going to see cases absolutely ignite, like in, in, in an eternal flame this fall and winter as they move away from the PCR test, because they're going to find tests that they can manipulate that are more malleable, that are more profitable. That seems to be all this is about. So ABC News says that the proportion of 57.6% of newly confirmed cases nationwide in the United States for Delta was estimated at 31.1% for the two weeks prior. They're estimating this. The Delta variant was estimated in May to account for approximately 3% of new cases. Then they tell you the Delta variant has shown to be particularly dangerous to those who are unvaccinated or partially vaccinated against COVID-19. And preliminary data indicates that it may increase the risk of hospitalization. That was on July 14th. On July 16th, Washington Post, Delta variant takes hold in U.S., And the article says more than 97% of hospitalizations are among those who are unvaccinated. That's funny because ABC said that it may increase hospitalization. But two days later, they know for sure it's increased hospitalization to the point of breaking the hospitals. In some parts of the United States, Dr. Fauci said the Delta variant is responsible for more than 70% of cases. Yeah. See, this is how data can be easily manipulated. Let's keep things simple. Let's say you have a big city and you remove the PCR test and the false positives. Maybe you got 10% of people that are tested are actually sick. It's a few hundred. And then you move out to the countryside. You've got a little town with 100 people, but 70% test positive because of the PCR tests. Most of those are fake, false. And now you have 70% of cases, you know, 70% of people tested or roughly about that amount, whatever the percentage is. 70% are Delta. I mean, if you compare the countryside to the city, even the air quality is better in the countryside. People are generally less sick in the countryside unless they live on a farm where chemicals are sprayed. This This is a manipulation of the data. But it goes further than that. Far further. Former FDA Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Scott Gottlieb said that the CDC doesn't really know how to model the latest COVID-19 wave. He says the agency is estimating that by August 14th, there could be an average of anywhere between 10,000 and 100,000 new cases a day. Between 10,000 and 100,000 new infections per day. How do you quantify that? That's like the scientists who make estimations for asteroids or uh, that's actually probably, you know, that's much more scientific than the, the, the biblical scholars who make predictions on uh, the end of the world. You know, it's like, well, this asteroid could hit us anywhere between 2029 and 2067. And then you have people that are biblically inclined and they say, well, the end of the world could come anywhere between uh, the 21st and the 27th century. Somewhere in there, you know. I mean, hell, I can make that prediction. I'll probably die sometime in the 21st century. It doesn't make me smart, doesn't make me a genius, doesn't make me a scientist. I'm probably going to die before I turn 110 years old. But Scott Gottlieb, although people are quoting him, he said the wide 
Dispersion and models forecasting the Delta wave released by the CDC are deeply disappointing and not actionable. The huge variance in the estimate shows CDC doesn't know how to model this wave and has little practical idea whether we're at the beginning, middle, or end. However, Scott Gottlieb is arguing that there are other things that are placed into uh, consideration, uh, new policies, new ways to make predictions, etc. And, and, and there's really a key word, predictions. Gottlieb says adding uh, the CDC, on the other hand, has a retroactive mindset. It doesn't do horizon scanning, making predictions and tied to policy recommendations, coordinate heavy lift capabilities like vaccine or vaccination campaigns, engage in risk management or collect intelligence on foreign areas of concern. It's predictions. It's a prediction. Miami's going to be underwater by 2021. Is Miami underwater? No. But the prediction said they would be. The ice caps would be totally melted by 2000, what, 14, 15? Didn't happen. The earth would be covered in ice by 1975. Didn't happen. You know, the big cool. They say Delta is a variant of concern in the UK and in the United States. Let me show you some data of concern. According to a technical briefing from July 9th, uh, Public Health England, SARS-CoV-2 variants of concern and variants under investigation in England. Now, we have been told, just nonstop in the news, not only the United States, but in places like the UK, that Delta is rampaging. That it's, it's, it's like slaughtering people. And that the UK had a worse reaction to Delta than the United States. I've read up to 90% of cases are Delta. Of course, I can read up to 90%, but that doesn't mean it's true. There's just data everywhere, 73%, 90%, 80%, you know, 15%. Nobody has any clue. The Delta variant is trending in the UK, they say. Here's the problem. The data from the United Kingdom's Public Health Service shows something a little bit different. This is as of July 5th. The top variant that caused the most deaths, was Alpha. Confirmed sequencing cases, 220,173 for Alpha. Delta came in second with 82,450. The deaths from Alpha were 4,264. The deaths from Delta were 112. Doesn't sound like Delta is rampaging through the United Kingdom. That was as of July 5th. Maybe the numbers have... uh, changed maybe the numbers have changed since then this is the data from the uk government though alpha and data uh, delta alpha 4264 deaths delta 112 beta 13 eta 12 not a single gamma death lambda though i've heard of lambda lambda is supposed to be really contagious it might be triple the amount of contagion Delta is causing a surge of COVID cases worldwide, and the UK is one of the worst-hit countries. But nobody is dying even in their official data. What should I know about the Delta variant, says the Associated Press? It says in the United Kingdom, the variant is now responsible for 90% of all new infections. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This was June 24th. The last time I checked, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. July comes after June. So June 24th, the AP says, in the United Kingdom, the variant is now responsible for 90% of all new infections. July 9th, 
A few weeks after that was confirmed by the Associated Press, 90% of all new infections, the Delta variant. But if I open up the Public Health of England record, as of July 5th, which would have given them, you know, what is that roughly a a two-week interval to adjust the data, Alpha was still the top killer. So how how is that possible? Even the probable cases of Delta... Adding those to the confirmed cases just brings you to 169, a little over 170,000. Alpha, confirmed and probable, puts you at over 225,000, 226,000. The deaths, 4,600 uh, to 264, rather. 4,264. The deaths from Delta, 112. Or, depending on what part of the little data sheet you look at here, 259. Just, just look at this data. Just throw, it's like a party favor. It's like a, it's like a, you just, you know, those envelopes you used to get for birthday parties. You open them up and the glitter just goes everywhere. That it's just, it's just, it's a statistical glitter bomb. It just goes everywhere. You can never clean it up. It's just in people's heads. Eighty percent, ninety percent, a hundred percent, a hundred and five percent of people are dying. Oh my God! There's more people dying than there are people that are alive. You know, it's like somebody needs to to recognize this and somebody needs to address this. That's that's why I'm doing this on the show tonight. This is important. Here's the Centers for Disease Control, SARS-CoV-2 variant classifications and definitions. I pulled this up for all the variants. July 20th was the last update. And I looked up B16172. That is the name for the Delta variant, identified in India, not based on its level of transmissibility or causation of death, but based on where it was found and the, the order in which it was found. And it says attributes. We've heard this in the news. It's worse. It's more transmissible. It's more contagious. It's two times as contagious. And then you see three times as contagious. And, oh, my God, the other variants are maybe 15 times more contagious. How do you quantify that? If the PCR tests aren't going to be used anymore, we know what that's going to lead to. More falsified tests, tests that are more easily controllable, patents, money. Somebody's getting a chunk of something here. But we know that means most of the PCR tests that have been conducted that showed up positive are not really positive. Up to 80% are false positive. So there is no pandemic just based on that alone. But if there is a Delta variant and it does cause disease, let's say that they could prove this, which they still have not been able to do that. It says in the CDC's paper on this variant, it's increased transmissibility. Silly me, I looked at the reference number. Reference number 29. So I flipped to the back of the CDC study. I found reference number 29. Public Health of England from Alan Vusirkala. Increased household transmission of COVID-19 cases. Let me read you the whole title if you'd like to look it up for yourself. Increased household transmission of COVID-19 cases associated with SARS-CoV-2 variant of concern B16172, a national case control study. Increased transmissibility listed under attributes for Delta. You look at the reference for that, and it says COVID-19 cases associated with SARS-CoV-2 Delta variant. Increased household transmission. That doesn't even say community transmission. So they say Delta is more transmissible based on a study from the United Kingdom of household transmission COVID-19 cases that were only associated with SARS-CoV-2. Oh, my God, you should be furious. I'm upset about this. I'm furious about this. Why are you not upset? 
that every night on the news, it's just constant, nonstop, Delta, 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 Delta. It's more transmissible, more dangerous, more disease, more death, more destruction, more chaos. And where does this data come from? Well, the CDC got it from the UK. One study, and it wasn't about community transmission, it was about household transmission of COVID-19 cases that were only, quote-unquote, associated with SARS-CoV-2 variant. What's going on here? Have you figured it out yet? I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. There's more after this. Please go subscribe. Grab a copy of one of the books. If you are enjoying tonight's subject... Grab a copy of the Technological Elixir or get a free copy when you subscribe for one year at www.thesecretteachings.info. Lifting the veil and peering into the abyss should only be done with the proper tools. Get them right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And don't forget to download The Fringe FM app for free for your mobile device. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Yeah, I don't know what to do! 
Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loudness measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. If I pull that off, will you die? It would be extremely painful. There are plans that are in place already manufacturing and getting ready. But also there will be a surprise outbreak. Was getting caught part of your plan? Of course. No child is proceeding as expected. My mask! With these powers, I could be... My mask! A superhero! I could fight crime, protect the innocent. But first, my Dr. Anthony S. Fauci. Big of the devil. You're in the middle of an outbreak. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. Theatricality and deception. Powerful agents to the uninitiated. The common denominator of physical distancing as well as wearing of a mask. And when we see that not happening, there's a concern that that might actually propagate further spread of infection. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Well, I wasn't put the mask on. I'll never be the same again. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. Once I stepped the mask, I didn't wonder what kind of magic it could bring me. 
I could be a superhero! As well as wearing of a mask. And when we see that not happening, there's a concern. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. The object out of there, I'm deception. Dr. Anthony S. Fauci. No child is proceeding as expected. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. The objectality and deception. Powerful agents to be uninitiated. Dr. Anthony S. Fauci. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Put your mask back on! I can't breathe! I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world Monday through Friday. The mask is returning in places like Los Angeles, and it's under heavy consideration by the White House and some states to re-implement the mask mandates. But if we're going to do that, let's have an honest conversation, not only about masks, but about transmissibility of viral contagion. If the mask is supposed to protect you or protect another person, depending on which viewpoint you have, shouldn't it protect the other person and you? Do you see what I mean? If the mask protects the other person, they shouldn't have to wear a mask to protect you because it should protect you of those particles that your mask prevents you from exhaling beyond the mask. And it should prevent their particles from entering your mask. Or has common sense just been totally done away with? I think common sense has been murdered. I think the biggest death in the last year has been common sense. The second biggest death, perhaps, has been science. All the words that we're hearing, estimates, possible, linked to, might, may, they just imply things. ABC News says that preliminary data indicates that the Delta variant, quote, may increase the risk of hospitalization. Two days later, the Washington Post definitively stated that more than 97% of hospitalizations are among those who are unvaccinated. Based on what data? Two days prior, it was just an estimate. It may cause hospitalization. ABC News, Washington Post, somebody is wrong. What should I know about the Delta variant, the Associated Press asks. In the article, they say in the United Kingdom, Delta is now responsible for 90% of all infections. 90% of all infections in the UK, June 24th. However, about two weeks later on the 9th of July, a technical briefing from Public Health England, SARS-CoV-2 variants of concern and variants under investigation in England, show that Alpha is the dominant, not Delta. Alpha is the dominant variant. Alpha is the dominant variant. I'll say it again. As of July 5th, based on data published on July 9th, Alpha is the dominant variant, not Delta, with Over 4,000 more deaths than Delta in England. However, in the United Kingdom overall, they say 90% of cases are Delta. How is that possible? In late June, 
Delta is the highest ranking variant, but in early July, Alpha is actually the highest ranking variant in, in most of the UK, but particularly in England. How, how is how, the numbers just don't add up? Can somebody figure that out for me? Maybe I'm wrong. But perhaps what is most telling is the Centers for Disease Control and their classification and definition system for all these variants. They have Delta or B16172 listed, and this is what it says. The attributes of Delta, as found in India, are increased transmissibility. Now, this is the CDC, and this is where Fauci and the White House and all those doctors that you see on TV that are all over the news, and they're always telling you, look, this is more contagious It's twice as contagious, three times as contagious, four times as contagious. This is the end of the world. Where do they get that data? Well, they get it from the CDC. Where did the CDC get this data about increased transmissibility of the Delta variant? Well, they have a reference. The number is 29. Go to reference number 29 in the CDC document. If you want to look it up yourself, type in SARS-CoV-2 variant classifications and definitions updated July 20th, 2021. Increased transmissibility. Reference number 29. Reference number 29 comes from this, from Public Health England. Increased household transmission of COVID-19 cases associated with SARS-CoV-2 variant of concern B16172, a national case control study. Not only is it not community transmission, it's household transmission, the cases of this transmission were only associated with SARS-CoV-2 variant of concern Delta. In other words, what the United States, and I know this for sure because I live in the United States, what the United States is telling its citizens in the media is that not only is Delta a variant of concern, Delta has an increased transmissibility. It is a contagion far worse than the original SARS-CoV-2. They're getting this data from England in a household study that was only associated with Delta. This is not science. This is fraud. And often, science is being used to perpetuate more fraud. Maybe this study out of England was an accurate study. Although they only make associations and it's only about household transmission, maybe it was an accurate study. But when the CDC uses it to suggest it's community, it's everywhere, it's gyms, hospitals, movie theaters, cafes, bars, coffee shops. The study says nothing about community transmission. It's household transmission and it's only associated with the so-called Delta variant. But that won't stop. Governors and politicians across the United States from implementing new mask mandates like in Los Angeles, where the governor of California said unvaccinated Americans are basically drunk drivers. Here's that clip from Governor Gavin Newsom, who, in my opinion, looks like the Antichrist on CNN. 
has uh, brought back their mask mandate uh, for indoors, regardless of vaccination status. I want to put up on the screen. I thought that's why people got the vaccine, to take the mask off and get back to normal. Six weeks before uh, the indoor mask mandate for vaccinated people ended on June 15th. And then you see the six weeks or so since. And there, of course, is this growth in cases. Is it time, Governor, to bring back a universal mask mandate, uh, regardless of vaccination status there in California? Look, we don't even have to have that debate if we can just get everybody vaccinated that's not vaccinated, that's refusing to get vaccinated, that's living uh, vaccine-free and impacting the rest of us. It's like drunk drivers. You don't have the right to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else at risk, including your own life at risk. California is one of the highest vaccination rates in America, but yet we're still seeing an increase because so many people, 25% in California, uh, are refusing to get vaccinated. So we're really trying to focus on ending this pandemic once and for all. Those non-pharmaceutical interventions like face coverings and face masking were necessary in the absence of vaccines but with these vaccines we can extinguish this virus once and for all and get it behind us and not worry about getting our kids safely back into in-person instruction or keeping our businesses open uh, we're encouraged by the uh, local determinations as it relates to mask covering mask wearing uh, but at the end of the day the real focus here get vaccinated so we can end this pandemic once and for all. I get all. that but short of people get vaccinated so we can end in this pandemic once and for all, if you don't have a vaccine, you're basically like a drunk driver and you don't have a right to harm other people or harm yourself. Well, that's not even an accurate statement, because if you want to kill yourself, you can kill yourself. You have a right to end your own life so long as you don't affect other people in the process. This is an unfair comparison, though, to compare drunk drivers who are irresponsible who are inebriated and who are not thinking clearly, who get behind the wheel of an automobile and drive drunk to people that no matter if everybody got a vaccine, there are going to be people who can't get it because in not getting it, they are actually protecting themselves because they are allergic. They have anaphylactic shock to some of the ingredients. They might be uh, more predisposed for blood clots or heart conditions. So the idea that people in California, 25%, the governor says, are not vaccinated, they're the ones fueling the pandemic and making the 75% sick? That, that's totally absurd. It's also absurd to suggest that non-pharmaceutical methods of intervention for mitigation purposes, like masking and social distancing, it's absurd to suggest that those are the things that we should be doing when from the very beginning we've been doing those things and they didn't do anything to stop the spread of the so-called virus. So if those things didn't do anything at the beginning, why do them now? Well, because people aren't getting vaccinated. Did you kind of see the, the switch here? Get your vaccine, everything goes back to normal. You get it. Well, it still can't go back to normal. You still got to wear a mask, still got to do these things because other people won't get a vaccine. So then you rally the percentage of people who got a vaccine to come after the people who didn't get one to force them under peer pressure to lie and to subject themselves to illegal medical experimentation. The best thing you can do is not even make this a matter of discussion. People ask you, I'm not sharing that information. Don't cite HIPAA because most people don't know what HIPAA is. Just simply say, I'm not discussing that. Or do what I do. Someone asks me, 
Did you get a vaccine? I say, uh, when's the last time you masturbated? When's the last time you jacked off? You know, really embarrassing. That's not the same thing. No, it is the same thing. You could spread disease. I don't know where your hands have been. I don't know where your sex toys have been. See, the the gaslighting and, and the wordplay, it works. But when you see it and you understand it, if you really want to combat this, you just have to flip it over. You didn't get a vaccine? No, I didn't get a vaccine. Well, why not? Why didn't you get a vaccine? What, are you a coward? No, I'm actually the opposite of a coward. Uh, I felt that I'm a hero because I'm informing people based on the actual literature, not based on what doctors say on CNN or TV in general, that vaccines are not safe. They're certainly not effective. or We wouldn't have to put masks back on. Why would I listen to people who told us to do things that didn't work and then now are telling us to get vaccines that will, of course, not work because other people didn't get a vaccine, which will you know, not protect them if they get the vaccine. So if I don't get the vaccine, uh, I won't be protected and I'll make other people sick. But if I get it, I can still get sick and make other people who got a vaccine sick, even though they got a vaccine. So they didn't get sick. None of it makes any sense. I think you're actually a coward. I think you're a coward for kneeling immediately without any question to what the governor says to what Fauci says, and just rolling up your sleeve and bending over. You're a coward because you didn't question anything. You just did what you were told like a good little sheep. You're a coward. You're not brave. You're not brave for doing what the authorities tell you to do. You're not brave for listening without investigating, listening to what talking heads on television tell you. That's not bravery, folks. That's cowardice. It's timidness. It's being afraid, being driven by fear and intimidation to be coerced into doing something that a lot of people don't want to do. I don't even know if I believe the numbers of 70% of people in California got vaccinated. I don't know if I believe the numbers across the United States or around the world. They just inflate the numbers, so, oh, I guess if everybody else is doing it, peer pressure, I'll do it. Look at these little tactics they have to go to. Why? This is the same governor who was partying without a mask, without social distancing in the heart of the pandemic, meanwhile forcing other people to wear masks and social distance. But he got to party showing that he wasn't really concerned. Why wasn't he concerned? Well, there's nothing to be concerned about. However, Los Angeles has implemented their mask policy even for vaccinated people once again. And now, according to the Washington Post, just three days ago. Why some experts recommend upgrading to N95 masks to help fight the Delta variant. I thought one thing was really interesting in this article. It says the efficiency of a mask is based on its material and fit. Medical grade respirators such as N95 masks can provide greater protection from infectious coronavirus particles than surgical masks or cloth masks, said Lindsay Marr, an aerosol expert at Virginia Tech who studies airborne virus transmission. Now, that's kind of funny to me. I actually laughed out loud when I, when I read that. I thought it was funny, considering that when you want to talk about airborne transmission of viral particulates, why don't we talk about some of the original studies that were done for SARS-CoV-2? Here's a great example. September 21st, 2020, USA Today. Here's the study conducted by an individual named Boro Iba. It's the name of the scientist who conducted the study, Boro Iba. B-O-U-R-O-U-I-B-A, if you want to look it up. 
It says Boriba's study did not look at gas clouds of patients infected with SARS-CoV-2 virus, but it hypothesized. They did not look at gas clouds of patients infected with SARS-CoV-2 virus, but it hypothesized. Even if they did, they never proved SARS-CoV-2 caused COVID-19. Here's another one from Nature. Scientists in the United States have shown in the laboratory that the virus can survive in an aerosol and remain infectious for at least three hours, although the conditions in the study were, quote, highly artificial. Highly artificial. They did not look at gas clouds of patients infected with SARS-CoV-2 virus. They just hypothesized. And in another study published by Nature, the conditions in the lab were highly artificial. So as Lindsay Marr, an aerosol expert at Virginia Tech, said, masks are important because they can provide protection, and N95 masks can provide more protection from infectious coronavirus particles. Uh, I'm sorry, Lindsay, but they never proved that those particles were infectious or caused disease. In the meantime, MedPage reported on a JAMA Pediatric article published June 30th. Two weeks later, JAMA Pediatrics retracts the much-hyped mask study, a controversial study suggesting that masks may harm children by exposing them to high carbon dioxide levels. According to a research letter released in JAMA Pediatrics on June 30th, unacceptably high levels of carbon dioxide by German standards and air inside masks worn by children in a laboratory environment was reported. The article goes on to say the CDC does not list any known risk to children from wearing face masks and, in fact, recently recommended that unvaccinated children wear masks when school reopens in the fall. Well, let's just see what the article said. I actually printed it out like a dunce because I'd like to see what the literature says. Here's what it says. JAMA Pediatrics, June 30th. Experimental assessment of carbon dioxide content in inhaled air with or without face masks in healthy children. A randomized clinical trial. Many governments have made nose and mouth coverings or face masks compulsory for school children. The evidence basis, uh, based, uh, base for this is weak. The question whether nose and mouth covering increase carbon dioxide inhaled air is crucial. A large-scale survey in Germany of adverse effects in parents and children using data of 25,930 children has shown that 68% of the participating children had problems when wearing nose and mouth coverings. Funny thing I felt about this article was that you don't have to conduct a study to determine that kids don't want to wear the mask, that, that, they, that kids can't breathe in the mask. But nevertheless, they conducted a study. And uh, they found that 68% of participating children had problems when wearing the, uh, the mask uh, over the nose and the mouth. And that carbon dioxide levels were higher in the mask. This, this doesn't take a scientist. This takes a, a fifth grader uh, with a science project. That, that's all that this takes. And it doesn't even take a fifth grader. Hell, just anybody. Go put a mask on. Take a deep breath. Exhale it. Take another deep breath, exhale it, then take the mask off, take a deep breath, exhale, take a deep breath, exhale. You'll notice that you're getting far more oxygen when you don't have the mask on. And you're also breathing in less carbon dioxide when you don't have the mask on. This does not take a scientist. This does not take a researcher. This just takes common sense and a cheap dollar store mask. Put a, a, a T-shirt over your mouth. You won't be able to breathe as easy. I mean, I thought it was ridiculous. I was watching the Olympics and... Some of these gymnasts, uh, this, this, I think this guy was from Korea. He was doing a routine. He gets off 
uh, from the routine. He goes over and they're 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 filming the uh, 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 the bench. I think I think he was Korean. Uh, they're filming the little Korean bench where all the gymnasts are. And this guy immediately, after just you know bouncing around, flipping, turning all over the place, he sits down, breathing real heavy. You can see his chest, and he puts on a mask, and he's literally breathing. the The material for the mask is going inside of his mouth, past his teeth. He's trying to get air. Absolutely insane. But what is all of this really about? I mean, they're telling you, look, people are dying. L.A. man who mocked COVID-19 vaccine dies of virus two days ago. Stephen Harmon. He was a Christian, so he didn't know what he was talking about, they say. Although he was treated for pneumonia, not COVID-19, but he died from COVID-19. And now California, New York City are unveiling plans to require vaccinations or testing. That's funny because uh, the CDC just said no more PCR testing. So they're going to use other tests, I suppose. What, what, what kind of other tests are they going to use? I'm sure whatever they use, they'll make sure it's much more easy to control than PCR in determining whether or not somebody is sick, meaning they'll be able to amplify the case numbers once again. Death tolls won't really rise, and they'll create the idea that there's yet another amplification of an ongoing pandemic based on what? Ah, Nobody really knows, just based on statistical data and fraud. Data like, uh, you know, in the U.K. where where they say, well, the U.K., you know, in places like, oh, my God, places like England. Oh, man, this is the Delta is ripping and and tearing through the community. And then you look at the actual data from uh, U.K. uh, uh, health or or this one in particular. This is a uh, I'll pull the uh, article back up here. This is a technical briefing. Public Health England. SARS-CoV-2 variants of concern and variants under investigation in England. Uh, More people died of Alpha than uh, Delta. And more people are sick from Alpha than Delta. But don't let that stop you from claiming that England is overrun with Delta when, if anything, they're overrun by Alpha. Which makes you question, why is Delta so important? Why does all the data seem to suggest that Alpha is the dominant variant in places like the UK? And yet they're telling you it's Delta. Why is Alpha and other variants Supposedly a cause for concern in the United States, but not as much, despite all the cases and hardly any death, but despite all the cases. But they're being told uh, in the U.S. here that Delta is the worst thing, but it's really not Delta. How come the data shows one thing and they're telling us something different? I mean, it doesn't matter what the variant is. Couldn't you just, you know, if you're making the data up, just don't lie. Just use the data you've made up. Why are they continuing to claim that Delta is worse? And in the study about Delta being more transmissible, according to the CDC, it was a study conducted of households in the UK with only associations. That's a quote, associations between SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Why do they want Delta to be the dominant variant? I'm going to tell you when we come back from break right here on The Secret Teaching. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and there's more after this. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. 
if you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Final segment of The Secret Teachings tonight. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. The music, White Bat Audio, 
and a song or two from Secession Studios. That is our bumper out and in for the show. It's primarily what we play. They are royalty free, and you can check them out on YouTube, White Bat Audio, and Secession Studios. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info. If you go to the website, you'll find all of our past and upcoming show promos. I usually post them a day before or the day of, so you can see what the show is going to be about. Or follow us on Facebook, social media, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. On the website, you'll find our full show archive, the montage archive, and... You'll be able to access, if you are a subscriber, my digital books. You can also sign up for Patreon. And if you sign up for Patreon, you're going to get those digital books. You'll be able to, once we get Patreon really up and running, I've been having trouble uploading videos. Uh, once we get it up and running, you'll be able to have uh, you know, access to uh, you know request show topics, uh, uh, get shout-outs on the show, behind-the-scenes videos. Uh, you'll have access to the digital books, uh, which it's cheaper just to go to Patreon than it is even to buy the books uh, separately uh, digitally. Uh, so we're working on that. Uh, Patreon will probably do uh, some other stuff for that. I'm just getting started. Some people have recommended doing uh, things like including part of the archive in the Patreon. I'm going to smooth it out, work it out. I'm new to Patreon, but you can go and support us there as well. And if you'd like to email the show, you want to email me about anything, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. I've shown you tonight that the data for Delta has been highly manipulated. The public has been incredibly gaslit, and the show just goes on. It doesn't matter if one set of data says that hospitalizations may increase with Delta and another set of data says hospitalizations are exploding with Delta. It doesn't matter if one set of data says that England and the UK as a whole are being decimated, and that's actually a, a, a nicer way of saying it. They are being obliterated. They are being stomped upon by Delta. They are being overrun by Delta like a horde of zombies. Yet, public health record from England says that Alpha is actually killing more people than Delta is. Why are they concerned with Delta? The Delta variant, according to the CDC, is more transmissible. The study that they use to evidence that is called, if you read the whole thing, Increased Household Transmission of COVID-19 Cases Associated with SARS-CoV-2 Variant of Concern B16172. I read that somewhat fast, and it probably doesn't mean much to you, but if you break it down... The evidence that Delta is more transmissible is based on household transmission tests in the UK, not community tests, of COVID-19 cases, not sicknesses, not deaths, only associated with SARS-CoV-2 variant, Delta. Why do they want Delta to be the variant of concern? Why is Delta on television? Why is Delta in the news every single night? Why is Delta constantly being talked about on radio, Delta, 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 when the evidence shows Delta really isn't any different than any other variant. Why? I'm going to tell you why. In New York City, they are going to require vaccines or testing 
California is going to do the same thing. In New York and California, the mandate comes with the option of wearing a mask and receiving testing at least once a week if a worker does not want to be vaccinated. So you can wear a mask and get tested once a week. And if you get tested and turns up you're positive and you're not sick, well, guess what? You can't work and pay your bills. It doesn't matter if the CDC is now saying that the PCR test is going to be replaced by something else. They will continue to perpetuate this fraud with false positive testing, PCR or not. New York and California are implementing this. New York City, at least, not the whole state, are implementing this at businesses. The, the, the businesses have a choice to also implement this. California is the first state in the country to unveil vaccine verification. You know, their little digital means of determining whether you've had your vaccine or not. Here's what the New York governor, Governor Cuomo, had to say about the unvaccinated. And we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. That is the mission. Put them in the car, drive them and get the vaccine in their arm, says Cuomo. Here's another Cuomo. Governor Cuomo has a brother who works at CNN and they were actually barred from uh, conducting interviews together because it's a major conflict of interest. Uh, but here is Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon talking on CNN about the vaccine. And we're going to get to Delta. Just stick with me. If he doesn't get the show name right, starts right now. Well, um, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but um, don't get the vaccine. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine. You don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine. Can't go to work. You don't have a vaccine. Can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's where I think we should be right now because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change. They're, you know, the circular logic. They just keep going back and saying, well, it's my freedom. It's whatever. I'm free. Well, your kid's not free to give other kids meningitis in schools. Got to take a vaccine to do that. Got to take vaccines to, in order to get to be employed. So uh, what is the big deal? And all these people were saying, I don't want to put this stuff in my body. They're out <laughs> drinking on the weekend and putting other substances in their bodies. That's way worse for them than a vaccine. So. I'll, I'll agree with Don Lemon on that. Let's be real. Yeah, look, there are people who have health ex- exceptions. I think they're the very pronounced minority. Uh, this is about something else, something just as toxic as the virus. Now, my hope is that... People on the right and Trumpers changing their tune. So it's just Trumpers and people on the right. It couldn't be, you know, you know, classical liberals who don't want to get vaccinated. It couldn't be people who are allergic. It couldn't be people who have uh, a potentiality for blood clots or heart problems. It, it couldn't be any of that, which adds up to more than just a, a very small minority. Uh, I'll agree with Don Lemon when he says that a lot of people that don't want to get vaccinated are doing other harmful things to themselves. They certainly are. Uh, but I guess, uh, Don Lemon, no vaccine. Uh, uh, how about you don't get to go to bars and get in uh, drunk fistfights and cry like a pussy? Uh, how about Don Lemon and uh, Chris Cuomo? How about you tell the truth? How about when Chris Cuomo was supposedly sick? Uh, he wasn't actually sick. Remember that in the news? He was like, oh, it was so bad. I had a fever. Since when is a fever like a deadly illness? A fever is something you get when you, you know, your body's irritated and gets inflamed. That's not a deadly virus. How about you tell the truth about the vaccines rather than just trying to convince people to get them by using talking points from Yale University and the NIH? 
How about you convince them with data? Now, I'm not talking about 90% of this or 80% of that. I'm talking about actual scientific data. Show me the proof that the vaccine is safe, that it actually does what it's supposed to do. Because people were told to get it and they'd go back to normal. People got it. They're not going back to normal. Why? Well, other people didn't get it, so you can't go back to normal. But I thought the vaccine was supposed to protect me. No, it doesn't protect you if other people don't have it. Well, then what's the point in getting the vaccine? So you don't get sick. But I can still get sick if other people don't get it. Right. So you should still get it to protect those people. And because they're not getting it, they're not protecting you, you can still get sick. But I got the vaccine so that I wasn't sick. Yes, but they can still make you sick. So go attack them until they do it, until they're coerced under peer pressure to do something they don't want to do or they can't do. Then Dr. Fauci on MSNBC. The unvaccinated on the rest of us. Well, the impact, Jonathan, is that you're going to have the propagation of an outbreak that will continue to smolder it's your fault you're going to have suffering you create the variant by not getting vaccinated vaccinated there will be some not very many we hope but there will be some breakthrough infections even among the vaccinated so as long as you have circulating virus in the community which is predominantly because people are not getting vaccinated then they hurt themselves and you don't want to see that Because among those are people that are going to wind up getting hospitalized and some of them are going to die. That's the individual impact on those who don't want to get vaccinated. But there's a broader societal impact, Jonathan, in that if you allow the virus to freely circulate because so many people are unvaccinated, you give it yet again another opportunity to mutate even more. And you may wind up with creating a variant that, in fact, is eludes the protection of the vaccine. We're very fortunate. Here's a question, Dr. Fauci. When did the Delta variant or all these other variants really start to explode and you started to push these things hard on the news every night? I was around the time that a big portion of the population got a vaccine. So is it more likely that because a few people after the fact don't have a vaccine that there's a Delta variant and other variants, or is it because people got the vaccine and then the variants started to explode around the world? Sounds like once the vaccine was distributed, then there were variants. It sounds like you haven't proven that SARS-CoV-2 or any of its subsequent variants cause disease. It sounds like you want to make a lot of money promoting vaccines, among other things. It sounds like Dr. Fauci not only wants you to take the COVID-19 shot, he wants you to take prototype vaccines for future pandemics. According to the New York Times, July 26th, Fauci wants to make vaccines for the next pandemic before it hits. Dr. Fauci, director of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, is promoting an ambitious and expensive plan to prepare for such nightmare scenarios of future pandemics. Billions of dollars. Billions and billions of dollars to create what? Prototype vaccines to protect against viruses from about 20 families that might spark a new pandemic. Using research tools that proved successful for COVID-19, I don't see how they're successful when the pandemic is raging, according to the news. And Fauci, researchers would uncover the molecular structure of each virus, learn where antibodies must strike it, and learn how to prod the body into making exactly those antibodies. Dr. Fauci says if we get the funding, which I believe we will, it will likely start in 2022. It likely will start in 2022. He's in discussion with the White House and others, I'm sure the vaccine manufacturers. So you don't even have isolates of any new virus. You don't know what these 20 families of viruses could do, what they could mutate into, and you're going to create mRNA gene therapy, I would assume, 
shots for those viruses? Well, there's a couple things that 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 um that concern me here. Number one, they're concerned about viruses in the future. And they're concerned about vaccines for those viruses in the future. And as a result of that, you can create a new reality with this rhetoric. That because people are unvaccinated, there are going to be all these new variants, just like Fauci said on MSNBC, all these new variants spreading. And until everybody gets vaccinated, every single person, even if you're allergic and die, it's what you should do for your country. It's what you should do for your fellow man and fellow sister, fellow brother, fellow woman. Until everybody gets it, everybody is not immune. Everybody is still able to get sick. So let's get everybody vaccinated for this, and then let's stop future pandemics, which even you know officially on the record um, aren't really that common. So let's get everybody vaccinated for this, and then let's create prototype vaccines for other new things. Uh, if you haven't figured this out by now, um, I don't know if you ever will figure it out. What, what, why would they want to create prototype vaccines for new viruses? Maybe because what they consider to be a new virus is something they've engineered, something they can predict that's going to happen, something that they can just engineer with statistics and data. This is about control. And once they have control and once they can see that they can force you to do things and coerce you and peer pressure you to do things, they're never going to stop. The big question is why Delta? More people in the UK are dying from Alpha than Delta. Well, why are we being told Delta is the dominant variant? Why are we being told Delta is the dominant variant in the United States, but the data really is just implicating? It just says like, ah, well, you know, some people might go to the hospital. We're not really sure. But then in other studies, it's 90% of people hospitalized with Delta. Well, the reality is a lot of the people that are hospitalized have both shots. But they're going to blame that not on the vaccine. They're going to blame that on the people that don't have the vaccine. But why is Delta? Well, we know that Delta means change in mathematics, right? Delta means change. It is the fourth letter of the Greek alphabet. Delta, the triangle. In Hebrew, Daleth is the fourth letter of the alphabet. Its symbol is the number seven. Delta is a triangle or three. Three plus the numerical value of four equals seven, or Daleth. Daleth means authority. So delta or Daleth means change and authority or change in authority. The number seven is perfection. The number seven is enlightenment. The number seven represents a cycle of growth. Number seven is all throughout the Bible and particularly in the book of Revelations used It signifies, through the seven seals, trumpets, angels, churches, etc., the apocalypse, or the complete destruction of the world preceding the establishment of a new world and a new heaven. It is the great unveiling. I've also told you about the Vulcanut, which is a Norse symbol. Three triangles representing rebirth, reincarnation, and fertility. One triangle extracted from the Vulcanut gives you fertility. The cyber polygon exercise conducted by as a cybersecurity exercise conducted by the World Economic Forum, polygon is Latin from the Greek polunganon, meaning to neuter, to make infertile, to render ineffective and deprive of vigor. Delta is also a wavelength. It's assigned to unbalanced weather and the brains of people who are diseased. Delta means change in authority. 
It sets the precedent for the establishment of a new world and a new heaven. It also relates to fertility. Is any of this a coincidence? Think about it. Delta also has another meaning. The delta or the triangle typically houses the four letters of the sacred name of God. The four letters of the sacred name of God inside of the triangle with the shining rays of light. That's otherwise known as the eye of providence. Depicts an eye, sometimes not an eye, inside of a triangle surrounded by rays of light or glory, representing divine providence. The eye watches over humanity. The eye is the all-seeing eye of God. And the all-seeing eye of God in the triangle, at the apex of the pyramid, at the top of the ladder, watches over and sees everything, like the eye of Sauron. That eye, as the eye of God, is represented by those four letters. This symbol is often referred to as the tetra, as in four, grammaton, the four letters, tetragrammaton. Tetragrammaton is the triangle with the name of God in it. Recently, as the Bible prophesizes, the eastern retaining wall of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem has three of the four letters of God that have appeared on it out of the overgrowth, it would seem, of some common plants. The letters that you can see on the wall are Yod, He, Va. The final letter is He, Yod, Vehe, the four letters of the name of God, Yahweh, as we sometimes pronounce it, Yah, Yad Hevehe, or Yahweh. The Tetragrammaton this signifies, well, the coming of the establishment of a new kingdom. For those of you who know about the Bible, that new kingdom is not the kingdom of Christ. Initially, it is the kingdom of the Antichrist. And when the power of the Antichrist is distributed across the world, speaking lies and blasphemies and causing war and killing the righteous. The Antichrist comes to power and becomes the false king of the world. What does a king wear? king wears a crown. What is the corona? The corona is a crown. What is the corona? It's a crown of light. Rays that emanate from the tetragrammaton. The coronavirus and the Delta variant are literally a profanation, a profaning of the Tetragrammaton and the rays of glory, Delta and the name of God, the crowning of the kingdom of God is the crowning of the kingdom of the Antichrist, the establishment of the kingdom of the Antichrist. Your little delta variant, little delta triangles all over the computer-generated image of SARS-CoV-2 and that old Illuminati conspiracy about depopulation and insterility, sterilizing the population, killing people. Did you think it was going to be done through guillotines like that movie and book series Left Behind? No, it's going to be done through shots and genetic engineering and chemicals, fear and terror that sweep across the planet faster than any contagion 
any virus, any disease. They are profaning the Tetragrammaton, the name of God. They are taking that symbol, the eye of providence, with the rays of glory. And they are instead of crowning God, king of the world, they are corona or crown in the Antichrist, a system and an empire brought upon the earth by the Delta variant, which is the triangle. So the name of God, the triangle, the tetragrammaton with the rays of light is the tetragrammaton and the glory of God. They are using the Delta to profane the name of God, illuminating it with the crown, which is set on the head of the Antichrist. Delta variant, tetragrammaton, rays of glory, corona, the crown, the number seven, the number of perfection, the number of revelations, the end of the world, the apocalypse, the delta, a changing of authority, the years of tribulation, trials for the believers that have faith in God, whatever that may be, whatever that may mean to you. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. I hope you learned something tonight. I hope you got something out of the show. If you did, please go to the website, subscribe to the archive to get access to all the shows, to download and stream them, access to the montages, and access to my digital books. We have yearly, monthly, and weekly subscriptions. The yearly subscription is by far the best deal. We offer free shipping and a free book for all yearly subscribers. If you already have that, well, no big deal. You can still subscribe and extend your subscription. If you have any questions, rdgable at yahoo.com is the email, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Check out our affiliates, Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health on the website, the slider bar at the top of the page. And as always... Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.